Hi, this is Spencer Dorowitz, former forward for the Dundee Stars, and you're listening to A View from Section C. A View from Section C is sponsored by Don Michel Italian Restaurant, Perth Road, Dundee. Hello and welcome along to episode 45 of A View from Section C, sponsored by Don Michel Senior. This is a very quick turnaround for us on podcast episodes. We had uh, we had an episode on Thursday, we had a game on Friday, the game on Sunday, and now we're recording again Monday night. Well, if, if we're recording so soon after the last one, it can only mean one thing. We've got a special guest. We do. We do have a special guest. Um, we do, and we do. I'm actually surprised these guys came on after I just kept tweeting and tagging them and tagging them <laughs> and tagging them even further about coming back to Dundee. But give me his due. He's came on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> after playing 48 league games and getting 17 goals and 24 assists, so a total of 41 points. Um, we were, were dying to get, one, dying to get this guy back, but two, trying to get him on the podcast as well. As you said, I'm surprised he's come on because of your relentlessness, a bit like what you're like with Robert Dowd. But I'm surprised he's he's came on, considering I got put in my place from his mum on Twitter yeah. after a rumour that was spread. We're going to come oh, yeah. on to that rumour um, in a little bit once we get in our conversation. But... Our very special guest is none other than El Doro Loco himself, Spencer Dorowich. Spencer, How are you doing, guys? Welcome to the show. Hey, Spencer. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's about time I, I got on here. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, as I say, we, we recorded on Thursday and we had Mo on. Um, and then, obviously, found it yourself. We're thinking Monday. I was like, okay, we're, we're going to. We have a quick quick turnaround on shows. We usually wait a week in between, but we we're quick this week. People are gonna yeah. love it. Um yeah. like I say we've been trying to get fans have been wanting you on for a while now. Um so as we've already kind of discussed before the show, new team and all that, working stuff in the summer, having a little bit of a, a well deserved break after the season that we had. Um the fans are gonna be absolutely ecstatic that you're on tonight. Yeah, well, I certainly miss miss those fans and and miss you guys. I uh, had a interesting um, summer and and start to this year, so we can get into all that in a bit. And and uh, but no, definitely just happy to hear from you guys and and all the uh, you know the tweets that I that I saw this past summer and stuff from from all the support and the I don't ever think that was you know something I didn't like seeing because I really uh-huh. wanted to come back and I really appreciate all the support from from you guys and, and being being wanted to come back like that is a pretty cool feeling so that was um you know obviously made it extremely hard to 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 you know, make the decision yeah. to to go elsewhere but there are some reasons behind all that and and um yeah we can talk about that in a bit yeah well again as we said we're we're, we're... I don't blame you for not coming back, considering the amount of tweets that Senior sent out 
on a, a I'm even a weekly basis, a daily oh, it basis. Daily. It was daily basis, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that. It was almost borderline <laughs> the Robert Dowd situation that we have. And and Senior is a massive fan of Robert Dowd. And on our episode back after Christmas, we we realised, I'm going to tell everyone, that Senior went and got a lot of Robert Dowd's testimonial sweatshirts, bobble hats, T-shirts for his Christmas. A guy that probably will never play for Dundee, but he's obsessed. So he's brother... I, don't, I don't blame you for not yeah. coming back after seeing all those tweets. <laughs> his brother played for Dundee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a while ago. <laughs> no, he's, a, um, he's an excellent player, and he's still in Sheffield. Yeah, he yeah, still yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the one who reverse hit me in the first period in the first game against against them last year in that in that first round, um, and that was when I had a rib injury and missed the rest of that game and and the and the big game where we where we yeah. took Sheffield out. So that was that guy's a tough guy to play against. He's a good player and he's pretty strong. I remember oh, yeah. just bumping into him and not expecting to the reverse hit on me and all of a sudden trying to continue on and. Just, uh, and he's felt like he's a knife a, was jammed in my rib, and I couldn't yeah, move. <laughs> he's, he's not a big guy; like he's he's no. quite short, um, and yeah. and he's obviously he's not built either. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it does take you by surprise. He is he's a feisty um, wee guy. I'm really sure. su- he's just, yeah, he's really. I'm strong. really surprised to hear it was that it was Dowdy that put Spencer out because that now means that all that gear is now getting sent back to Sheffield, <laughs> <laughs> returned to sender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah, obviously, we'll start off. We, we've we've had the conversation um, with Charlie when he was on the show. Um, obviously, this year we've we've signed a lot of guys, you know, straight out of college, um, first year pros. You 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 did the same. You went from college straight to the ECHL. Mm-hmm. How was the transition from you know the, the college level, then stepping <clears throat> in to the pros? Well, yeah, it was um, it was a great experience at college. I think they really focus a lot on on skills and development and and strengths. And I think my strengths from junior to college was you know increased like a, a lot more than I ever would have expected. Mm-hmm. And and some of the training that you get at college was was excellent. So having having done that, I think it prepared me really well for for the pro ranks. And yep. by the time my I was done my senior year at Robert Morris, I was excited and ready to try to get my first pro experience, whatever, whatever would come. And that was um, it. Ended up being in Greenville, South Carolina, where I mm-hmm. played my first eight games in the professional ranks. And I just remember thinking how poised the the players were with the puck and thinking the game was was a little bit different it might not have even been as fast as as the college as yeah. my college games were in college it's really fast paced dumping pucks in go and get it finish every check i think in the pro ranks you play a lot more games and when you have three four games in five nights guys can't you can't go 110 percent every every shift almost it, you have to you have to preserve your energy and you have to play you have to play smart and and, yeah. um, you know, if you're going out there, you know, dumping pucks in, and trying to get it, you're just going to run out of gas in, in the in the pro leagues where you're playing three, four games in, in five in five days. So that was one of the big differences, I think, just being 
being able to think the game a lot more when you're when you're out of when you don't have the energy and yeah. in college it was the two games every weekend and you could just you know rest up all week and you're you're flying out there but that, that was probably some of the key differences and then yeah really emphasized on thinking the game in the pro. yeah yeah it's it's, it's I've started watching a little bit more and more um, NCAA. Um, you know, we, if there's not much on TV at the weekend, you can stream some of the games over here. Um, and and you do see that it is a lot of kind of dump and chase. And then it's that, you know, power play. I always feel that the power play kind of thing is more structured there, and you're learning more and more about the game um, for going up to pro. So yeah, I see what you mean by kind of the dump and chase and 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 getting used to things and starting mm-hmm. to grow that game that little bit more. Yeah, no, definitely thinking the game and controlling the puck in in the pro ranks is mm-hmm. is definitely key and something that I've worked on since I since I started. So um, it's just one you got to manage your energy levels and and you got to be able to have poise and and be able to want the puck and and keep it on your stick type of thing. Yeah, um, one one guy that, that that Stars fans will know from your NCAA days is, um, unfortunately, he was only with us for a few games. Um, I really mm-hmm. feel for the guy. I really do feel for the guy, um, and how it turned out. But for us, it didn't get to see as much of him. What was Marot like as a goalie? You know how how good was he, is he actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I was. I was pretty shocked and really surprised on kind of how what happened there. I didn't expect him to only have a short, you know, short stint there with you guys. I was really excited for the team to have a, a goaltender like him. He, I mean, he was our MVP in 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 college, and yeah. um, you know, he had a couple of really good seasons for us. He took us to the finals a couple of years in a row, and um, you know, we just fell short, but we always had really solid goaltending and I he transferred to Clarkson his last year and had a really good season there and then yeah I think he's played has he played some American League games he might have yeah he's played played a couple of American League games yeah played a couple of American League games and I think he's had you know decent numbers in the ECHL but I think maybe he's his adjustment to the pros maybe has been I don't know if it's been difficult for him or if he's um, just kind of struggled this in recent in this like this season. Maybe he's yeah. just having an off year. But all I know is he's an excellent goaltender and yeah. and uh, he's he's proven that in the past. And yeah. I remember playing was, against him. He was in Allen when I was in Wichita, and, and he was solid there. And you know maybe maybe he's just um, he was put into a situation that wasn't a fit for him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it I, could be it could be a matter of a, a lot of things, but there's yeah. definitely no doubt he's still a good good player, and and he could you know continue to play for for a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I think he was hard done by. I think he went when Dundee announced him. I think he was he was always it was an uphill battle for him straight away. We we were struggling, and we needed a goal a goaltender to come in. And really lift us up um, defensively, and and we've said it on the show quite a lot. We we are not as physical and as big as we were when you guys were playing last season. Um, we give up a ton of shots every game, um, and 
he played, I think, Junior, many games that, that Francis Marotte played for us, two or three games or something like four. that? Four, four games. games. And I think he maybe just started two of them. And he was under the cosh straight away. And yeah. he was in, he was in it for me, he was in a no-win situation. It was mm-hmm. always going to, he would have to come in and have shot out, shot out, shot out, shot out mm-hmm. for him to be kept. If it went defeat, 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 he was gone. He was, I felt mm-hmm. really, really bad for the guy. And not because you know him, Spencer, but I would hate that to happen to any netminder that got brought in. I can't, yeah, so, as, as, yeah. as a club, I can't believe we've signed a netminder, used up an import slot, and the guys played four games, and then was released again. I just find mm-hmm. that hard, really hard to believe for for whatever reason they've done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's been a there's been a bit of turnover this year. Um, nothing quite yeah. like the year before. I mean, a couple of guys last year, but I found this year like there's been you know tons of changes, and it's been yeah. You're very up and down this this year for for the stars. I've obviously kept up a lot. And last year we started off slow, but I think we were progressed a lot, and you could see that yeah. after the first quarter, first half of the half of the year, we were competing. Yeah. We definitely had our off nights, which like every team does. But I think overall, you could see the growth, and their compete was always there. Um, and we struggled with some injuries, but I just. I think this year's been, yeah, just such highs and such lows there. And, um, you know, with guys leaving or, or getting released and guys I know, I know three guys who have been there and three guys who have left this year, which is un- insane. I just realized that. Yeah. Richie, Gary, and Marat, all there and gone. So it's, yeah. it's uh, yeah. pretty interesting what's gone on there. And I'm, you know, I feel bad that it hasn't, you know, been the perfect season there in Dundee. And, I hope uh, they can yeah. finish strong, and there's still lots. Of, there's still you know lots of games left here for yeah. them to turn it around. But it definitely makes me grateful for the season I had last year with that group of guys. And and um, I yeah, Dundee was an excellent excellent spot, and I yeah. was ve- very proud and very very happy to have made that decision to to come there. So one we we were speaking off here. Uh, before we started recording, and we went through, you know, the players that you played with at Wichita. Uh, you know, Charlie was there, Bo was there, uh, Richie was there. But one guy who has not played for the Stars, but has played in Dundee a few times, Matthew Gagnon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tough guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's a tough customer, and uh, yeah, played with him for. I think, I think one, one season for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, oh yeah, he's he's a guy you want on your team if you're looking, um, you know, for yeah. that intimidation yeah. factor. He's pretty good puck mover and um, just an overall scary scary guy to play against. Yeah. So we sure yeah. appreciated having him in Wichita. Yeah, I'll put you on the spot. Right, you've got one slot on your roster left, and it's Kyle Haas. Or Matthew Gagnon, who do you pick? (laughs) Now remember, Kyle. Kyle is a fan of the show. Absolutely. (laughs) I I would love to see those guys go toe to toe. I don't know if they ever did. Do you guys know? I I believe it did. And Hasse said he is the toughest guy he's ever came up against. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'd I'd like to see that that fight. I would I would say that is a that is a great matchup. But I'm go I'm yeah. definitely I, I'm taking Hazi, my most recent my most recent teammate and friend. <laughs> I still keep up with both those guys a little like Gagnon, not as much maybe now, but uh, you know I definitely keep up a little bit with him and but def but Hazi for sure, Hazi for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I would I would say Kyle purely for. He's got a little bit more speed than Gagnon, so he can come out the penalty mm -hmm. box quicker and steamroll someone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we won't mention the hit. <laughs> yeah. We all seen that. And he had a few goals last year. And by, yeah. I've looked up some of those stats. I don't think Gans, Gagnon's put up any goals this year, so Ozzy's yeah. got the goals on him as well. Yeah. No, well, you know what? We we are go we are gonna talk about the hit because we asked Kyle and we asked Charlie. The hit in the Belfast game is it a clean hit? Oh, I, <laughs> I, I don't. He doesn't hit him in the head, and he doesn't jump. Um, the rule might be that he took a few too many strides, but watch the replay again. I just I know that's a hard hit with a guy with his head down. Um, yeah, just uh, so just the was seven. It, three, was it three game suspension for charging? Yeah, or, something like that. Yeah, it was know, just this. It was just the seven or eight strides he took from the penalty box to get to him. Yeah, it wasn't many. That's that's where you you think it. There's a you know maybe the suspension was the right. Call. I don't I don't know. I didn't really look at it too much. I remember we were getting. I think we were getting beat that game, and and um, yeah, you know what. He's a guy who created energy in a lot of ways, and sometimes he um, he might have gone over the line a little bit, but that's that's what those type of players do sometimes, and that's, that's what they're got, there that's for. Really, yeah, you know what? You can't be mad at him because he brings so much to the table and so much energy, yep. and is willing to go out and make a big hit and and fight anybody. And yeah. you know, those are the type of players you you respect a lot on your team, and you're gonna yep. kill off those penalties. And uh, yeah. You know, for those guys who stick up for you out there. Yeah, um, you, you obviously you mentioned kind of about the probably the first part of the season. It was a bit slow. You know, we we started off with okay, K Challenge Cup coming into the league. We we didn't get a, a great run of results, and then we had our big kind of run before um, the, the the COVID and Christmas breaks that we had. Um, how did you feel moving into Dundee? Obviously, coming from the ECHL um, into Europe into Scotland. You are. You eventually found out after Charlie said that the two years did not know. You eventually found out Charlie was going to the same team. Um, mm -hmm. You know how did how did the move for you feel, and then how do you feel that you you started off um, yeah. at the start? Well, I think it was. I was in a really good situation in Wichita with with a guy who had a lot of trust in me, the coach there, Bruce Ramsey. Um, he's a great great coach, and I had. You know, I was on a really good team and we had just we lost in the playoffs. We probably to the team that won. It was a really close series. And, um, but yeah, I, I would do anything for that guy and, and I uh, really appreciate, really appreciated having him because those were, you know, really, really pivotal point in my career. I could have went there and, and not had a opportunity or, or had someone that I, that I just, you know, didn't, didn't play well in front of, or, or it wasn't a match for me. And it turned out to be, you know, he really helped push my professional career and be the best player I could be. But, um, so, so leaving there was, was a really tough decision, but it was, um, 
it was something I've always looked at was coming over to coming over to the EIHL and being in the UK. And when that when when I kind of was thinking about maybe I should like if I can keep playing, I could you know get some school here, keep keep this keep my school stuff going just in case. Yeah, yeah. When when my hockey career is over, to have that I think is um, pretty pretty good to have on your resume. And when I got um, talking with with Omar and stuff about that and, and the um, the option was there. It was a no-brainer for me and I uh, you know just told my coach in Wichita this is something I've always wanted to do and and um, I'm gonna go go try it out over there. So did that and um, I think starting off I uh, I didn't know what to expect at all really. I I had known that there was some past NHLers who had played in the league and there was all kinds of different types of players, um, young from young guys to you know a certain amount of uh, UK players that have to be on the rosters and all this. But I, I didn't really know as far as the level, and it was you know something that I found was very similar to what I've been playing, and and uh, so I was act- I could acclimate pretty good to the league. I think I, I did okay, but I was off to I think a slow start for me. Um, yeah. I didn't score for a few games. It wasn't wasn't anything major. I was concerned. I was never concerned at any point. But it was just it was an okay start. And sometimes that happens in the season. I've had really good starts and I've had some slow starts and I've had some really good points of seasons and I've had some struggles. So yeah. I wasn't worried about anything. I just was. I knew it was coming. I think it was just a matter of meshing with the club and yeah. all my yeah. all my teammates. I think. I think the fans were like that as well. I don't think the fans were concerned um, about the numbers at the start of the season because mm-hmm. I think what you brought was energy and just kept energy and energy mm-hmm. every single time. And mm-hmm. w- when I looked, when when the team first came together, that's all I look at as, as, as a team. Suddenly mm-hmm. you, you'll get your flair players. You know, Charlie is just different. For me, he's an enigma. He's got so mm-hmm. much pace. He will get into people's faces, and he's a totally different type of player than yourself. Yeah. But we knew eventually that you would start scoring, and mm-hmm. then everything just came right back into place. For from from my perspective, for yourself, um, mm-hmm. we knew that. You know, we do homework on players, myself and Junior, and a few other guys. We always do homework when players get announced. There's group chats that go around. We always look at individual players, what they've done elsewhere. And what we knew about yourself was we were going to get hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think when when you ask any fan in Dundee what they want from a player, it's hard work. And that's it. And everything mm-hmm. falls, everything else just falls right into place. Yeah. Well, that's what I definitely try to... That's kind of how I've made it this far in my career, honestly. I've never been the most talented player on any team I've been on. I've always, I've always been uh, a type of player who can play in a lot of different situations. And I think I can fit well, whether it's on the penalty kill, I like blocking shots. I also like being on the power play. If I got to stand in front of the net or be a guy on the plank side, I, you know, I try to fit in any role where I can. And um, I've been on plenty of different teams with plenty of different roles and I've kind of done done a lot of things. The one thing that's never changed, I think, is my work ethic, and that's what's kind of gotten me to, you know, being on these different teams, some some really good, some okay, some bad start, better finish. I've been on all kinds of teams, but that's kind of why I wasn't 
I try not to get worried about the beginning of the season or if something's not going right because I just try to maintain yeah what I can control and that's just my my effort my yeah. work ethic and practice and trying to prepare always prepare as best I can and be be rested just to give myself the best chance possible of scoring some goals and and knowing that just with that with that preparation it'll, it'll it's bound to work out it's bound to come and and you're going to work yeah. for your for your luck and then you're going to have a weekend or you do get a few goals and that happens yeah. a couple of times so yeah and, yeah. and i think the, i think the thing as well is that you know I, I was looking back at some of the old game sheets um from last season and there was a lot of times where we didn't have the same line every week you know we were up and down or we had guys out injured quite a lot throughout the season at one point we were just a stack of injuries you know you ended up shifting lines you were playing with you were playing with charlie then you're with sebi then you're back with sonche then you're going to play with uh, alex ranger and it was just changing silsey as well it was changing yeah. all the time and it's difficult for you guys to get into a routine of playing the system although you know different mm-hmm. lines might be told different things all the time but if you're you know if you've got that system in place it's difficult to get it going with the chemistry with your line mates um but to have so many guys on that team that you're playing with week in week out on different lines it yeah points aren't going to come easy no exactly and it seemed like i was always playing with good players we had a great team last year and i think we were all so close on and off the ice um Uh no one was ever worried about i think that we just knew that chemistry would would come eventually and really didn't matter who we were playing with obviously our top point getters Sanch and and comer and and ben benson were if you play with those guys you're gonna get points so um yeah and a lot of the other guys too that were on our that were on our team um yeah so i think it was just a matter of yeah being a close team and really worrying about who gets the credit we all just wanted to start we wanted to win games and we wanted to do it for each other and for our coach yeah we were happy as a we were happy we progressed throughout the throughout the year yeah um so obviously we 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 discussed we discussed it with mo as well uh and charlie and kyle kind of the covid protocol so that we ended up going in and then coming out and then going right back into after one game um and then obviously around the Christmas period, um, Scotland was put back into COVID restrictions and we had the 200 fans at a game. Just how different, you know, we hear it from a lot of players and, and Nick Riopel said it and, and Bo said it and Charlie said it, you know, the fans in Dundee make a massive difference to players and players wanting to come and play for the jersey. How did it go from a relatively noisy atmosphere, chance everyone's, like, every player had a chant to 200 people in the ice rink. Yeah, I mean, the fan base <laughs> in Dundee is, is what the players you know, really love, and we appreciate all the support. It, it does make you want to play for the jersey and, and really work hard every night, and um, we want to do the best because we know they're, you know, they want, they want the effort. Like you guys said, they want to see the effort, and when they bring the energy in the stands, I mean, that means we can, we got to at least bring the energy on tonight. But mm-hmm. I do remember that. That was, that was a crazy, yeah, I, I kind of forget about that, honestly, about the COVID and what happened there at Christmas. I remember we, uh, we all blamed Hans <laughs> 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 for starting the COVID madness. 
Yeah, but no, there's you can't blame anybody. That was unfortunate. We went the night before, which we didn't always get to do. Going to play Cardiff, I think it was a Challenge Cup. Yeah, maybe. And it was yeah, yeah the, the, the second, second leg. Yeah, yeah, we were on a roll as well. We were at four two, was it before? Yeah, yeah. And we lost about six two, so um, that was too bad because we might have been in. You know, if we were healthy and didn't have COVID coming in, we would have. Yeah. We were set up. We were set up for success, and then it just yeah. didn't work out. But so that's Hazzy's fault. But no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did take some shit for sure. It was uh, just unfortunate. He was the first guy, and but it was. I mean, it's a serious thing. So we had to do what what you know the government said and what the league said. And, but coming back, and I, Charlie and I never got COVID last year. I, we both we both had some horrible colds, and I remember there was something going around in Dundee that was that was not good at all. And I was negative, tested negative, did all the did all the home tests, the PCRs, yeah. and Charlie and I never had had COVID at all. But um, it went around most of the team, and yeah. it was still we had to be in isolation. And for those guys in isolation and coming back and uh, getting on the ice, I remember. It was definitely hard on guys and something that, you know, it happens when you get injured or whatever, you got time out and you got to come back and try to find your legs. It's never fun, but just to get back to the fans, fan part of it. No, that's, that was definitely weird and not, not as fun, not as fun to have the smaller crowds for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the crowds that make it fun. And we definitely tried to provide our own energy out there, but nothing can replace the, the passion that, that you find in, in Dundee and, and some other teams as well. The fans are fans are awesome in the IHL and we love playing for them and to get them back after after that and and to bring money in for the club. I mean that's hard on the club. Yeah. You know, yeah. to to have such a short I don't know how many games it was, but um lots of different Thank factors you. that make it important to have everybody to have the fan base there. So yeah definitely definitely not as fun without them yeah i think we had we had three home games i think it was under the 200 um banner it was uh, a bit surreal for fans but it was even like speaking of covid you know that that was us coming back into after you know having the season out and they had the elite league series which was not very good um especially when it was only i think what four teams in it um and it was the three, the two or three, of the bigger teams, and it was yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, what what you guys you know coming back in and, and what you guys did, it really made kind of stars fans, you know, step up again. Um, mm-hmm. the the rinks were busier than ever. Um, you know, Pash did a lot of work um as GM to get the crowds up, but ultimately you guys were putting in the performances that were making the fans want to be there and want to come and watch games the biggest oh, thing being the biggest thing being the sheffield playoff games mm-hmm. um going down a couple of bus loads uh down to sheffield a one nil win and a team that we definitely had their number last season um, yeah so many times like we've as a club we've always struggled to go down to Nottingham, Belfast, Sheffield, Cardiff. We've always struggled to get results there. 
to go down yeah. in a playoff first leg and win one nil and I said it to Mo mm-hmm. uh, last week to get a shot out there as well. Um, yeah, it's credit to him and also the team as a defensive unit. But yeah. what was it? What was the first leg like for for you? Obviously, you got injured during the game, but yeah. you know, how? What What was it like? Just mm-hmm. winning one yeah. nil down there. Yeah, well, we matched up well against them during the year. I don't know what the what the record was, but. We always seemed to come to play against them, even though they were a mm-hmm. top top team. I would say they were right. Well, I mean, they were second in the league, right behind Belfast, who was who was pretty dominant, and yep. And they had some excellent excellent players and a full full roster of a lot of studs. So, um, for whatever reason, we we matched them well and and played them yeah. hard, and um, you know, came came ready to go against them and. They had a fun rink to play in too. That was part of it. I remember going to Sheffield. I was always excited. They had a really cool rink, and and uh, it's always it's always nice to see some of those you know bigger arenas. I love that. I like Dundee's how it's smaller because you can hear the crowd and you can really you're really kind of connected yeah. with everyone. And then you go. The thing about the IHL is all the different rinks kind of are a cool story behind you know a few of them. I would say Manchester being really small. Guildford's kind of an old rink. You don't really, I don't know if that's yeah. it's quite hilarious. The people that are skating out there on the ice before those games. Yeah. But, um, no, but Fife, I mean, yeah. Fife being a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, that was one thing that when I came over, I noticed just the total uh, the difference in all the rinks and some of the big ones and little ones. And yeah. But. We got up and we were excited to be in Sheffield and that game. I remember in the first period it was it was rough. My first shift in that game, um, I, puck was wrapped around the around the boards and I got absolutely hammered by Valorant and uh, I went flying and I probably I don't even know I might have had a concussion after that. I don't think I had headaches later, but <laughs> I uh, I definitely got hit hard and was was shaking that off and that was the first shift and then. By the end of that period, last shift of that period, I, I was just reaching around Dowd, who we were talking about earlier, and he reverse hit me, and I just tried to continue on, and I just remember, like, kind of going down like I had a cramp, kind of, or something. Yeah. It just He just got me in the top of my left left rib, rib cage, mm-hmm. and it was just got me in a muscle, I think, that was torn, and I remember working with Air Lee immediately after the first period and into the second for about 45 minutes, she was just yeah. digging and digging and digging in my, in my ribs and trying to work whatever muscle that might've been, you know, put out of place or trying to fix yeah. it any way possible, but couldn't, couldn't get it back. And I just was basically unable to, to move my whole or turn or anything. I couldn't even reach down to do my, undo my skates. So I knew it was probably it. And I remember being, Really, really sad, obviously, being in the Horton matchup. Mm-hmm. But the boys, when they came through with that win, I remember watching, and that was something special for sure and yeah. something I'll never forget. And those guys, I was so happy for them, and they were, you know, really, I felt like, I mean, everybody was laying it on the line, and they wanted to extend our season so that I could have a chance to play, and that was something I'll never forget. And those guys, yeah. you know, still mean the world to me that season was or that that weekend is unforgettable and uh 
coming back and taking it in game two at home. Um, yeah. I remember watching being down 3 nothing and just was, you know, basically praying, come on, boys, you need something. And that big goal by Calvitz and all of a sudden the, yeah. the magic from Savvy, it was – I was up in the up, – up top watching through the glass and just yeah. just going crazy. It was, I think it was – I might have been with Garrigan at the time. He might have been injured. I forget, but it was uh, just wild, wild scenes. And I yeah, remember yeah. the adrenaline and being so happy and um, being able to have a chance to recover from that from that rib injury, give myself a week. And I remember playing through it the next week, but I was able to play, and that was pretty cool. Because I, yeah. you know, I have been year to year playing too, so I didn't know what was going to happen this summer necessarily. I had no plans yet. And you back yeah. of your mind, you're thinking this. You you wanna you wanna play if you can because you never know what could happen. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, but no, incredible, incredible weekend. Yeah, as you say, um, I I know personally the pain that you went through with um, Early's bony thumbs digging yeah. into you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Um, <laughs> we both go to AB, so yeah, we both know what they're like. But yeah. Um, yeah, to go to to lose you, I I said it after the first game, and especially at three 0 down, I I said it to Mo and I said it to Charlie. I I thought the game was gone uh, at three nil. Um, it, it's you know it's it's the usual story for the stars of you get a good result again in the first leg. Usually it's at home. Um, our first leg we usually get it at home, and the bigger team take the second leg at home. Um, but we did it. In Cardiff, uh, a, f- a few years before that, we went down there. We won four two, and then we lose on home ice. And it, it's it's always been the star story. So I think the pessimist in me, when we went three 0 down, thought, "Yeah, here we go again. It, we, we're so close, and, and it's happened again." But you see, big Ozil go right before the end of that second period, and then Sebi yeah. did Sebi things um, in that third yeah. period, but. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest surprise for me was Sheffield actually taking the home game first. I thought they would have wanted to come up here to yeah. play the home game, yeah. uh, to play in Dundee first, see what they could get in Dundee, and then just try and put it to bed at home. So that was yeah. I would say, that, I would that say was the, the biggest same. shot for me. Yeah, I would say the exact same thing. And when they announced, because they had the pick, I think, right? Really high speed, yep. so yeah, yeah. We, were, we were definitely happy with that. I mean, yeah, work, and it worked out. <laughs> um, I honestly think that they they expected it to be the travel down and then the travel back up to then play the next night, and you know that's what they've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to yeah. go to go three 0 down and come back and win the way we did, it 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 was the loudest noise. Mm-hmm. I've ever experienced it, DIA, yeah. and and we've we've yeah. won, we've won leagues and playoffs, totally actually playoff finals in that rink, and that mm-hmm. game was probably the loudest, I think, yeah. purely for the way it all kind of transpired yeah. on the night. Um, to take down a team like that and yep. do it at home, yeah, and yeah, that was that was something I'll never forget. That was loud, and it, oh, I was so excited for the guys, and I've watched that replay. So yeah. much it seems to come up I think on Twitter we all do. a lot, and I always watch yeah. it because it brings back some awesome memories, despite not yeah. being in that game. But 
I remember just how happy being able to, or be, being so happy for the guys and being happy to, that our season was extended so I could try to help our team in the next weekend. And it was just awesome. So yeah, I think, I'll, I'll I never think get tired of watching those videos. Especially with the yeah. Titanic music in the back. That's it. You, you took the words out of my mouth. The, the one with the Titanic music has to be the best ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow yeah. yeah. Lawrence. No. Cut it in the I goal know. and then, yeah. 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 I know. Um, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, but we will we will touch on it very quickly. Um, the, the following weekend in Nottingham, um, the Belfast game really was one to forget. Um mm-hmm. In your kind of in your own words, you know, what you what happened? You know, what what do you how do you feel that it went so wrong for us on the day? Well, I think playing that game was I think firstly we were that's why we were partly so excited. Well, a lot of the reason we were so excited was to get Sheffield because Belfast had been very tough yeah. team all year long and remember that game in Coventry, our last game of the year, we had to tie or else we would have been an eight. Mm-hmm. And having to play Belfast in the first round, and none of that would have happened. Who knows what happens with the Belfast series? But we did know, and as you guys know, that Sheffield matchup was yep. what we wanted. So, yeah, having I remember a really memorable point of that game at the end of the 30 seconds left, I passed it to Charlie. I'll never forget it was his 30th goal of the year, huge goal yep. for him, and the tying goal for the team, knowing we needed that point. So, we just had to get through the next 30 seconds, and we played Sheffield. And we ended up winning yeah. overtime. So it was, yeah, that was, uh, that was huge. But so we did, I think in the, we were ready for the game. It, it wasn't a terrible first 10 minutes. I don't think if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. I think one little turnover at the far blue gave them, gave them a bit of a half breakaway. I kind of found the five hole on Mo and mm-hmm. we were being out there for that. And we just kind of, couldn't get that bounce that we needed to give us some momentum. I found yeah. we didn't really get. I mean, we were working, we were working hard. It was just one of those games where we had a really tough time getting anything going, and none of the it was none of the goals were on Mo. It was just we gave them some opportunities that they capitalized on, and almost yeah, every yeah. time. And We've, we we didn't get a puck out. It was one of those games they were they were burying it. And, yeah. They had that about them. That's why they were the champs. They were, yeah. they were, you know, ruthless team. They were big. They had everything. And that goalie, I remember thinking, Best like, that was the biggest goalie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, he was huge. <laughs> I don't think those shoulder pads were legal. So, we should have actually yeah. investigated <laughs> that. should have asked for a measurement. <laughs> we should have investigated the... that. Maybe been in the final with Carter. Wouldn't have been the first time in the Elite League, in the Elite yeah. League playoffs, that there would have been a request for a, mm-hmm. a goalie's equipment being measured. It happened to Dundee in in Glasgow a few years back when Joe Fallon's glove was measured at the end of a period. I think it was the end of the first, and then he actually yeah. had to play with the backup's glove because they were unsure if it was too big or not. Yeah. Well, um, so it would be the first time. Yeah. When, <laughs> yeah. Well, now I see Besko signed out, so make sure you... See how big his shoulder pads are when before you guys play the next game. You know what? Playing. I I'm I'm gonna look out for that. We're due to play them soon, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look out for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Besko's yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, no, he was always good. They had that team was really strong. I think had we had gotten 
a break early in that game or tied at 1-1 or made it three. You know, when it was 3 4 nothing, I think they honestly, they were a good team. So they just kept their foot on the gas and we continued to kind of just struggled. And it was obviously really disappointing yeah. with not how we expected the game yeah. to go. We expected a really tight game and the chances we got, we just couldn't couldn't do anything with. So it was uh, yeah. definitely not what we expected. It was it was hard to take and um, not what we wanted. But it just kind of sometimes those those yeah. days and those games yeah. do happen. And that was a really good team. So yeah. Yeah. I know looking back now, like obviously we were pretty happy with with getting there. But that's not that's not what we wanted. Yeah. We, we we definitely wanted more. And yeah. and it's uh, but how it goes. Hopefully. Hopefully you guys can get back there. But. Yeah, you, your mum seemed to enjoy that weekend. Yeah, yeah, she, did. she, uh, she had a blast. And, uh, yeah, I thought she may have. Yeah, she had a blast. She enjoyed some pints and enjoyed cheering for the guys. So um, I think I also I think have every some family friends picture, there. Every hey? second picture on social media, I think, was your mum on, on yeah, Star Twitter pages. Yeah. Was. Every second he had some interviews, and uh, <laughs> I know yeah. she was a celebrity. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, which know, then, awesome. which then touches touches us onto the subject of your mum putting Junior in his place on Twitter. Yeah. So, so in in Nottingham, okay, I believe that your mum had signed an unofficial contract on a napkin with a fa- with a Stars fan for you playing for the Stars. <laughs> This season, oh, then obviously not... there was nothing. There was nothing came out. No yeah. one knew what was going on. Where, where, where? You know, Doro was going, and we're we're all getting a bit mm-hmm. worried. And then we start to hear some rumors about Doro going to Fife. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there? <laughs> how? I, cool? uh, I, I, was, I have no idea how that. <laughs> I have no idea how that came about. I uh, no, I was only talking to talking to um, Jeff and um definitely thinking about stuff i i think i was maybe contacted by the fight guy and i just said no i'm not not interested or i'm i was already signed in the echl at that point so yeah. it was uh yeah. there was never a close a close call to go into fife so that is the main That's thing as long as the words <laughs> to jeff or todd was piss off I'm never coming to Fife. <laughs> we're we're good, but yet your yeah. mum put your mum put me in my place on Twitter to yeah. say that was not going to happen, yeah. and I thanked and I thanked Mama Doro for that. Yeah, and you yeah. know what? I didn't want to. I couldn't say too much because I didn't know what, no, what I was doing, and uh, I was trying to figure that all out. So I couldn't say yes or no, and I was really honestly having a tough time figuring it out. So I yeah. needed needed that time and. Um, yeah, I had the opportunity to to come to a new team, new organization that seemed like a really, really great opportunity. And I did want to be a little bit closer to home. Um, some of the main, and those are probably the main two reasons. I, I just felt yeah. like at this point in my career to see a new place again and yeah. have some great weather, have a brand new rink and, a, and be in a cool spot where I'm a little easier yeah. for my family to come see me. Um, yeah, that well, was uh, that was those were the reasons that I that I didn't come back, and it was just 
like I said, it was a tough, tough, tough decision. Yeah, there's and talking talking with the coach there. There's Dundee, three, Dundee there's was, three positives, three yeah. very big positives about your new team. The team name is fantastic. Mm-hmm. This the strips are beautiful. Yep, the team name's and, the greatest, the greatest ever. No, no. Yeah, it is awesome, isn't it? Oh, the, the, greatest, the greatest point. The yeah. greatest point is the last point, and it's the fact that Doro's on NHL 23 this year. So <laughs> we can sign them for any team that we want. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know what my rankings are, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we get? Do we what, get was, any... what was the second point? What was the second point? The the, the tops are beautiful. Oh, the top. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I and, and, and we can't not forget. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber night. Yeah, I was on the on the poster there. I we, we, we like saw that. that. <laughs> we thought that was, that was hilarious. Class. Yeah, that was good. I I was excited. I was first volunteer for that one. It seemed like a lot of fun. And uh, funny as well, it is, like you probably know if you did look me up recently, noticed I haven't been playing. And, yep. Uh, I've had a couple of injuries this year, so it's just been totally unlucky. First game of the year has kind of been my season in a nutshell. I, I uh, it was the second shift of the game in Greenville, and zero zero game. I made a, I was, I think it was probably the fastest I skated all season, and I got around the D. And as I was taking it to the net, I got tripped and got a shot off that hit the post. Looked like it came right across the goal line, but went in, and I took the net off as it was doing that. And I hit my my ass really hard on my left my left glute, and uh, they called it a goal on the ice. There was about a 15 minute review, and then they called it back, and so no goal. I'm sitting on the bench trying to see if I can even stand up, and I ended up not being able to finish the game and yeah. was out for two and a half three weeks. And so, yeah, goal called back after the longest review I've ever seen and get hurt. And that's kind of been my, my season thus far. So yeah. I get back and it's, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling all right. It's always tough coming back from an injury and getting your legs under you. But, yeah. and I haven't, we're in a really tough division here as well in Savannah and in the, in the South division yeah. is it's, it's the best division in the league for sure. And yeah. every team that are, our division play like every out of the out of conference or out of division game there is our our division wins the game no one's doing us any favors we're in the basement right now in our division we've had tons of injuries and call-ups to to the vegas organization in, in henderson yeah. and but yeah so i get going i get playing a few games not putting up i'm not putting up any points but i'm I'm. We're having a pretty good start to the year. I'm just trying to get my work my way into the lineup, which is what I was doing, and yeah. playing pretty good. I just I wasn't putting up points. I was, I was trying to do my role, whatever it took to to play, whatever it took to uh, help the team win and get. Uh, you know, my ice time was slowly getting more and more, and as there were some injuries and call ups, I got more and more ice time, and all of a sudden, before I got this last injury, I, you know, I had five points in my last six games, and those are yeah. yeah. Like, my first 12 games I had none so I mean I started to start once I got a little more opportunity started started feeling my game my confidence was getting there and um and then unfortunately took took a hit from behind and uh been getting headaches and and uh and migraines and and pressure in my head so I'm dealing with this 
dealing with this concussion right now, which yeah, that's not so good. Kept me out for for four weeks, and I've never had a concussion. And this it's been just uh, seems like one thing after the other so far. This yeah. Season. But I uh, I'm hoping to. I've just been resting and trying to got. I've tried to get back on the ice a couple of times, yeah. and that night or the next day, I'm just just struggling with some pressure and some headaches, and it's. Yeah. It's been, uh, yeah, no fun. It gives me a new perspective on it because I've always, I've always seen guys and you, you never know everybody's different and how they, and what they say and, and how they're feeling. And uh-huh. sometimes I, you know, I've thought, Oh, how, how bad can that concussion be? Like he could be yeah. playing, but like, I know now what it's like. Yeah. And like I understand Every day it a different. lot more. It's yeah. completely something. It's totally unusual. Headaches are totally unusual and something I've never had. So, yeah, so here I am. I've only played half of the first 36 games. Three of those games I've been out in the first, well, the first game I played a shift, got hurt, going to the net, hitting the post, and my freaking ass was the size of a watermelon, my left cheek. (laughs) And and the bruising was insane. Like, the guys, I didn't know how bad it was and how, like, swollen my left ass cheek was until the guys in the room after the game were laughing at me because I was getting changed. And they said, like, they were literally in tears laughing about how big my ass was. So that was, that was kind of funny. But uh, anyways, recovered from that. And then, yeah, been, got it, got into some games. And then here I am now. So trying to trying to get back as soon as possible. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the team and everything's been great. It's been a cool experience. Yeah. Just didn't expect it to go this way as far as, you know, my playing and yeah. everything. So. Yeah. And uh, obviously you mentioned about kind of the long the long review on that that goal on the injury. Um mm-hmm. was it was it as long as a Toby Craig review? Oh, it was it was about as long. It was about as long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of that. So yeah. <laughs> You know, and the the outcome the outcome was the same no goal yeah no goal of course <laughs> whatever you wanted it to be it was the opposite so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we've had a few conversations with with some of the guys um on the officiating in the yeah. league um on on the show um, how has it been this year similar yeah, the same as last year. <laughs> Yeah. I I could I could even argue that it's the standards it's, gotten worse. Definitely got worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty it bad like now. Yeah, you've so got they a couple. Some, of... They need some training in place or something, hey? Is there is there That's not enough? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The less yeah. the less said, the better, I think. Because um, <laughs> I think there's meant to be training in place for them, um, yeah. but yeah, it's. It's never been the best, and as we've said the last couple of weeks, there's there's a couple of refs who who will hold grudges against guys or clubs or fans. Um, you know, if they get on their case, um, they will hold that grudge, uh, which you know is unfortunate. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for just for yourself, for kind of signing off on your on your time with the stars so far. Because there is still the future to come yeah, back. So far, um, so far, yeah. There, there was a lot of good moments. Obviously, I think we know what your answer will be. Um, one of my favourite moments of the season had to be the Go clan meltdown. 
no, the clan, the clan, the clan meltdown, the, the complete meltdown um, of four or five guys getting kicked out. Um, they're making a big song and dance about diving on social media, and then Charlie's overtime winner, and he dives right in front of the clan fans. For me, oh other than the Sheffield games, that is one of my favourite moments of the season. But for you, what what was the best moment? Well, you know what, that, I mean, I think those, it's hard to beat those two that you just mentioned. Thinking about it right now, it's, I mean, my, my initial, my initial answer, because I could, I actually forgot about the dive thing. And that was, that was pure, that was just priceless. Uh, I know. And it couldn't have been wrote up any better than that. So, <laughs> but I think, I think as a team, just getting through that round, I mean, you can't beat that. That was, that was incredible. And for the group of guys, to be so close in that room and, and to be able to extend their season and beat, take out a monster like the Steelers that year is yeah. just too cool to, to pass on as not being your, your favorite moment. And even that game before in Coventry to, to get to, to, yeah. to, to, to tie the game with 30 seconds left on the road, Charlie getting his 30th goal and for us ended up winning in overtime to, to, to be able to, to get to the or to be able to play the Steelers was was pretty exciting as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say yeah, that. There, then I mean, watching the clan meltdown. I mean, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. So no, I, I, I must like say that. that. I think you you kind of probably could have guessed what my answer was going to be, but it's it's yeah. hard to pass on those moments. And I think there was lots of great moments throughout the year, though. And um, yeah, seniors you know, seniors got yeah. a oh, seniors yeah, got a favorite like... Doro moment. Yeah, yeah, that was that was El Doro Loco moment. That one, when Jamal <laughs> when Jamal Watson puts Garrigan into the boards, and Spencer Dorovich just, as we say in Scotland, gave him his tatties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that could, was a, yeah. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Could not have happened to a better guy. That was at home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, Charlie went. Sure. I think Charlie was ready to go first, but I think you got right in, yeah. <laughs> in before Charlie. And yeah, we didn't want right to about it. Charlie definitely yeah. can can hold his own out there, but yeah. I think I was just a little bit a little bit quicker than him at the time. And, uh, I was say the the one and only yeah. time Spencer outskated Charlie or for pace outskated yeah. Charlie that season. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. So, but no, yeah, it, I, uh, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. We didn't yeah. really no, I'm not. Him. I'm not uh, a huge fighter or anything, but sometimes you, it's what you gotta do, and it's uh, it's good to do for your team. So yeah, yeah. There was yeah. there was a couple of, there was a couple of games before that that we really wanted someone to give him it. Um, yeah. Kyle Kyle tried to in Guildford no. and got kicked out. Um, and yeah. one of the many games Kyle's got kicked out last season. Um, but yeah, there was another couple of games after that we were really hoping. Someone went from. Um, yeah, no, I definitely got him a couple, couple good ones. I remember. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We, st- <laughs> we still like to watch that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no. But, but for you, um, you know, final message for all stars fans. Yeah. No, I would just say, what an incredible experience I had, and thank you for all the support and for for bringing me in and and just keeping me keeping me excited every night to come to the rink because you guys really made it special for all of us and 
um, just to the ownership and, and you guys and all, and the, and coach patch, that was just something I'll never forget. And I'm really thankful for the, for the whole year. And, and, um, looking back, it's just, just some great memories. So I appreciate it all. And I really had a good time and, and, um, I'm just really thankful that I did that. And you never know what could happen in the future. So we'll, we shall see. We shall see well, what happens moving forward. As soon as it comes to the summer, you know that Senior's going to be tweeting it. <laughs> um, your mum might get yeah. a few tweets from him as well. Yeah. But no, yeah, no, um, that's great. I, I, uh, I love, I love that, and I love, uh, I love uh, seeing the Eldora local stuff. That's something my buddies uh, started, and it's been, it took off in Dundee, which was awesome. They really liked yeah. that, and it's, uh, it's cool. Cool. I, uh, the other thing that was awesome was that was my song. I think was the best. I think uh, yeah. Spencer's on fire. Is the Spencer terrified? <laughs> I, I still uh, I still think about that. That was that was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet you don't get that in Savannah, do you? No, no. These fans are definitely new to hockey here. What, so. what can I say? Yeah, um, it, and, might, uh, it might take a, a trip for us to come out. To and, be uh, honest, I haven't been in enough games for them to be in <laughs> <laughs> one of those years. So hopefully, this second half, I can, you know, show what I can do. Yeah, yeah. well, we might have to come over to Savannah and start like the booster club um, for them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, they don't have one. Yeah. So. The, um, there was one final thing that we had to bring up, and I didn't put it in our script because um, I had to get you off guard with it from Charlie was asking you how much do you miss Clark's bakery? <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Um, Charlie and I would regularly go and Alex Ranger and Haas and oh, tons of guys, but we would go regularly and get a cappuccino donut and yeah, that's uh, it. The cappuccino just, donuts. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, I think about that a lot. I miss going to raise with all those guys and, <laughs> um we had a lot of fun together so i uh no i really missed that group and a lot of the yeah. a lot of the stuff we did we got to golf we got to see some of scotland we got to try different foods and and the beers were good and all that stuff was unreal yeah. so thinking back nothing but good memories and i'm just yeah very very happy it all it all happened yeah. and, and missed well, those guys. as as we said there will always be a contract on the table in Dundee, certainly from the fans, anyway. I think I don't yeah. think there is a single fan that wouldn't have you back. I well, think every pretty, single fan would have you back. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, and that's just uh, it's cool that I I left a, a good impact on on the people there because they did on me, and and um, that's definitely something I think about a lot. So yeah. I appreciate that, and yeah, it's just uh, just yeah. it was a really great experience. Yeah, well, from us, it's a massive thank you for coming on the show. Um, we do hope there is a very speedy recovery for you, and you're back out there soon. Um, I do have streams for the ECHL, so whenever I can, we will be watching Savannah. Um, but yeah, we wish you all the best for this season, and hopefully, hopefully, we see you back in Dundee again soon. Um, but definitely keep in touch. Well, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch no matter what. And I appreciate you guys having me on. This was awesome. And I know it took me a while, but I'm I'm glad we were able to, we're able to it do was this worth today. It. And I love reminiscing and I love uh, love you guys. So appreciate it. Yeah, right. But no, thank you again, Spencer. Okay, Spencer, thank you. 
Okay, thanks, guys. Okay. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Have Bye -bye. a good one. So that is El Doro Loco Senior. Are you happy now? Ah, oh, I mean, I've, I could, I'm welling up, Junior. I'm welling up. <laughs> even when he says he's even thinking about coming back now, I'm welling up. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I'll tell you, Robert Dow's a bigger dick. Yeah. Since it was yeah. him that injured him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's... Gear, if Dowdy's listening, the gear's on its way back to Sheffield. Yeah, that's the fan club done. So, um, we will move on. Um, we have our 51 Club sponsored game review, um, which was obviously the Coventry Blaze and the Glasgow Brayhead North Renfrewshire Lanarkshire Presswick Airport clan. Um, so, first up was Friday night. It was a 4-3 victory after a shootout against the Coventry Blaze. Um, Elijah Bariga got us off to uh, 1-0 lead at the end of the first period, 18-15, assisted by Sonch and Semyonovs. We then went 2-0 up through Roman Semyonovs on the power play, assisted by Sonch and Dow at 21-58. I'm even going to try to pronounce his surname. Or will I? Tanner Lashinsky. Tanner Lashinsky. O two on the power play on what was a ridiculous penalty call. I believe this was the one for closing the hand on the puck. Yes. So he um, must be the only we'll player. Yeah. He must be the we'll only player on. that's able to get his fingers underneath the ice whilst the puck <laughs> is still on the ice. Yep. Um, Nathan Ripley, believe it or not, he scored at thirty four fifty four. To make oh, it to that. two. That. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's a dad. Elijah. You should be saying jokes like this. <laughs> Elijah Fariga at 50.03 on the power play. Look at you, you're still laughing. Sonch and Semyonovs. Um, and then, again, as we said the other week, closing games out, a little bit of a lack in concentration, 58-48. Alexander Kukali. Uh, 58-48, tied the game for company at 3-all um, overtime passed, no goals and then we completely beat them on penalty shots yeah um, yeah. But it says Sonch with the winning shot there um, that wasn't the greatest of games was it that was really no. scrappy it was quite I thought, poor but I, I thought we dominated and um, I think they were lucky I, to come out getting to they should, they should never have gone it to overtime, but to get it even to penalties um, was was ridiculous for, for them. I felt yeah. bad for Svensson because he played really, really well the whole game. And then one lapse in concentration and the puck goes yeah. between his legs and that's it. It suddenly takes it to overtime. And then we have to kill a penalty in overtime, yeah, uh, which we did really, really well. Yeah. Uh, we thoroughly deserved the two points, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the one thing for me, like you say, it wasn't the best of the game. I thought it was two, two poor teams playing against each other on the night. The thing that frustrated me most about it was we went back to this playing in the shell kind of hockey. Yeah, it was like a, the, we was, were like a passive was, team again, weren't we? There was nothing that we saw in the Belfast game in the Coventry game. Yeah. Nothing at all. There was yeah. there was hardly any hits. Um, there was no real great forechecking or back-checking. Yeah. Um, there, there was a couple of hits from the usual guys, you know, your Parker, your, your Garrigans, um, yeah. 
even the, the, the ice time, you know, that the other Brits got. But yeah, it was I, I was that was the thing I was most disappointed with was the, yeah, the, the energy the, level. The aggression. Uh, the energy and aggression was Yeah, it was gone had, again. It dropped, yeah. Yeah. And as you say, the two points were well deserved. I don't think Coventry deserved anything from the game. Um another fluky goal though it's happening more and more often the the one from way far out that seems to trickle underneath the pad yeah. um but I, like i say the, the 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 passiveness of us uh, in terms of physicality and aggression that's what really got to me and then i think that's that's why the next night was so shit on on the sunday yeah yeah definitely um, um it was two points, though. That was the main thing. It yeah, no and I said, and I said it was the must-win. I, I said it was yeah. two must-win games, and and I feel that we did tough to win that country game because we should be winning our home games, yeah. um, or at least competing with the bigger teams in the home games and winning against the ones that are beside us. Yeah. Um, but you know, two points. We, we although the game is disappointing, everyone was was on a high because we've got the win. Um, big game coming up, going into Glasgow on the Sunday. Um. Right, Junior, excuse me for two seconds, right? You you so, milk your way through this 5-2 yeah. defeat, right? Senior's going to move the dog upstairs. I'm going to move to the stop, dog upstairs. To stop the dog from barking. Um, so, yeah, so a 5-2 loss in Glasgow. Um, Stephen McParland at 11.03 on the power play. Again, we talk about concentration levels. Jordan County after 41 seconds into the second period. So 20-41 made it 2-0 clam. Gabriel Shabbat then scored at 32-36 to make it 3-0 to the clan. Philippe Sonch then pulled one back for the Stars on the power play at 48-24, assisted by Semyonovs. And then again, the concentration levels come in again um, as Stephen McParland then scores less than a minute after we pull one back at 49-21. Stars then pull another goal back through Roman Semyonovs on the power play. Assisted by Dow and Ericsson at 50-44. And then Andrew McLean with the icing on the cake. Um, I believe it was an empty net goal, but it doesn't say that. Um, at 56-30 to win uh, 5-2. Yeah, so um, two laps of concentration goals. Um, County after 41 seconds in the second period. And then obviously the one that McParland scores less than a minute after we make it a 3-1 game. <sighs> Senior. Oh, yeah. Um, I, from, I watched from Jeff's interview. I watched Jeff's it, interview after Clam, right? And basically, he said that it's the things that we work on all the time, and we keep reiterating that we can't turn the puck over at the blue line and expect and and have the odd man rush. So we obviously yeah. we obviously scored. We got the puck into their zone. We've turned it over at the blue line, and then they've had an odd man rush again. Yeah. Um. Uh, too much. <laughs> it is, it, and and it, it's happening too many times. Like yep. forty-one seconds into a period, teams now know to jump on us. Right, it's start yeah. either it's start the period, start the games. Yeah, bang, they're right on us. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's costing us games. Yeah, yeah. Um, we cannot afford to be chasing teams. Cannot afford to be chasing teams. Uh I did say that we should be beating Clan 
And if we'd beaten Clan, I'd have took, if we'd lost in overtime or, or the shout at Coventry, I'd have been happy with that weekend. We beat Coventry and you think, we're on a bit of a high now. Yeah. We're going to go into Glasgow. We're going to be up there because we we were, as I say, we were dominant against Coventry. Yeah. We then should be feeling good about ourselves. And I know that that Clan had, had beaten Fife the night before, but yeah, there was always that chance they were going to beat them. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's the manner and the defeat from all the reports I've seen. It was a there poor, was a, poor performance yeah, again. There was a lot of people saying that, again, there was just no fight, no effort, no determination. And then end of the game, there's a wee bit, I don't know who the coming together is. With Garrigan, and then the line no, pushes the uh, goalie. There's no penalties. There's nothing no. called on it. And, I, and so, I've seen it today when I come before we came on air. I was reading yeah. it on Twitter about the coming together and the handbags. I'm thinking, what are yeah. people speaking about here? Someone obviously had words with Garrigan about something, <clears throat> and then the goalie, the backup goalie, is just skating onto the ice, and the lino's got a hold of Craig Garrigan. And he puts his hand out to stop the goalie from coming in, and the goalie falls over. And shock horror, I think, and if I'm wrong, I'll put my hand up, but I'm pretty sure that the gobby one that's involved from Clan at the end is Mitch fucking Jones. Shock sure. horror. Wee man syndrome. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's an absolute... So listen, enough, huh? Listen, no good we, enough because I'll tell you, we're we're getting into games, right? Yep, that are must wins. Yep, and Clan are now reinforcing their team. They, yep. for for me, they're they're in the ascendancy now for for getting to eighth. I think. Yep. Uh, we, well, we said it a few weeks back that we thought a Clan would still finish eighth. Yep. Yep. Um, but um, it, it's a big, and I know we're not there yet. But it's a massive game for us against Fife. Yeah, listen, we, us, Fife and Clan, are probably as poor as each other. Okay. Yeah, game, yeah. Yeah. Manchester might be just as poor sometimes, but they're also still up there with big teams at times. Yeah. A lot of Clan fans might think this is me being a bit entitled, like what we say about them. But the result on Sunday, last night, was absolutely shocking. Yeah, I think it was a shocking result, um, and it's a team that I really feel we should we should have been beaten. I don't, I don't think I, I, I know it's a it's a poor result, right? It's five five two as an empty net. Could you say four two? Whatever, right? On paper, it's a five two game. Okay. However, they are short benched. Well, they're short a D men. Let, let's rephrase that. They keep shouting about how short benched they are. They're not that short benched. They've just yeah. got a team loaded with forwards. Yeah. And they're, they're short on D. I think they've only got three natural D men. We should yeah. be taking advantage of that. Yeah. And I think for me, it's, it is it is the result, but it's the manner of the result yeah. that pisses yeah. me off more than anything else. If we went in there and we got bit. 4-2 or 5-2, whatever. And it was, it's, we, we were in amongst it. We were fighting for every hand. 
There was guys getting thrown out for fighting because they were jumping players because they were throwing a wee bit of passion. Then yeah. fine. Yeah. But it's like, we're a bit Coventry, so it doesn't matter. We're off of him now, so we'll just put in a shit performance. Yeah. Um, and it brings it brings us into this weekend's games coming up um, oh. from our Craig Niche Decorator sponsored game preview. Um, and again, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. It is two must win games. I, I can't I think this, this weekend can't is last weekend. Yeah, I can't see us winning in Manchester because even with a good team, we've always struggled. We've always struggled. That's right. But if we could go in there and pick up a point and come home and beat Fife, I'd be extremely happy with three out of four. Yeah, so would I. Um, I would totally I, agree with you. Three, it, three, three points out of four is, in, is the bare minimum for this weekend. Yeah. Um, we said that last weekend it was the bare and, minimum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and but what we'll say this weekend is the two points have to come from the five game. Yeah, and we can't afford them to pick up a point. That was probably the worst result for us on on the Saturday yeah. night between Clan and Fife. Was they both picked up a point each, and then yeah. one of them was getting the extra point. I, um, I, I must admit, I was I was toying at, at the weekend who would Clan to win in regulation. See, I would have took Fife to win. As long as we beat Fife this weekend, you want listen. You want Clan put down. Oh, I know. You want them like it. Just I wish it was relegation so they can get relegated. (laughs) And then they they could come. Coming up, (laughs) they they, they could come back as the Glasgow Clan. Yeah, but yeah. So it's it is a minimum of three again this weekend that we need. Uh, Again, if we are kind of going for that playoff spot. Um, the league table currently shows us in eighth place still, although losing to Glasgow. Um, Glasgow are now only a point behind us. However, we do have two games in hand on them. Uh, Fife, two points behind after they picked up the point against the clan on Saturday night. However, level on games. So two points behind level on games. Um, Manchester, you know, we're only three points behind Manchester having played two games extra. Yeah. You win that game on Saturday, uh-huh. you know, there's it's one point and... There's only two one games game. in hand still, but yeah, it's still only games, one point. Right. I know. Um, yeah. Nottingham. Listen, Nottingham are out of this. I know. Right? They're, only, yep. they're only at 29 points. I know. But I think and I think that's that's been the issue this year, is that we've we've always been looking below us because of how inconsistent and poorly we've performed in games. Yeah. Um, when really, we should be sitting here going, right, we're on 22 points. Manchester are only on 25. Not number only on twenty nine. Still yeah. a lot of games still to go, but we continually look below us because we know how poorly we can be. Um, but yeah, a minimum of three senior. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I do. I, I must admit, I am worried about going into Manchester. Oh God, yeah. Um, Especially if like the guy the way you mentioned before, the guy is at Orville, Jesper Orville. Orville. Yeah, um, and the Lucas putting up points of nearly every game for them now. And yeah. there, there, and they've got the what's his name, Bredor in the goal. If if he suddenly turns on, we are going to struggle. Yeah, and and I'm no being defeated here. I'm being absolutely truthful and as realistic as I can be. If they turn yep. it on and their goalie plays well, we are up against it definitely. Yeah. So that is a that is a, a again a, a quite a. 
a condensed a preview, one. but it, it's uh, you know I think we know what needs to be done, and we know the danger men. Um, yeah, you know, looking at Fife, Kivalati, Lackinen, Sandstrom's back. Let's hope we can play on Chris Lawrence's fucking stupidity. Yeah, and get him riled up the, and take stupid penalties. Have you been on social media today in regards to Fife? I meant to say Kevin yeah. Latin. It's because I've been thinking about Doro's team, the Latin. Uh, yeah, Kevin Latin. I did see it and I've seen it. Right. It's a lot of shite, seemingly. Yeah. So, what I thought was quite ironic, right, is someone asked the question. So the guy, the equipment manager guy is on about, you know, the fans and some of the stuff that gets said, right? So yeah, one one of the fans then asked him the question about uh-huh. Kavalai. Is it a rumour or has he asked to leave? And then he announces that it's a rumour. And it's just people uh, just trying to put the club down, etc, etc, etc. Now, People had been asking that question since the weekend, yet the Flyers' management never came out with an answer. Yeah. But the equipment manager comes out and announces, oh, yeah. no, no, I can assure you it is not true. Yeah. How funny would it be if it was true? <laughs> I know. Uh, but, yeah, um, Kevin Lackey, Lackin and Sandstrom, even both Lawrence's, you know, they can do damage. Let's just hope somebody gives fucking Sherbin and his tatties this weekend. Yeah, I fucking hope so. And the big fucker Johansson as well. Uh, um, and Harsh. Yeah, but yeah, it's a minimum of three, I think. Definitely. Great to have Doro on. Um, oh, brilliant. I know. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And... All last, week the, last weekend, trying to yeah. get it organised, and it's been absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tough weekend, senior, but Let's oh. hope so. Uh. Yeah. So it's now going to be going from a short break in the podcast to a long break in the podcast. Oh, we might get, yeah, we might get Monday or Tuesday next week. See how it goes. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Imagine. Good. See how it goes. See how it goes. <laughs> um, but thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in um, and, lis- and watching and listening. Eldoro Loco reminisce yeah. about his good times in Dundee. And we will see you all at the rink on Sunday. Again, as Andy McCartney would say, against our unwashed friends from Fife. Have a good week, and we'll see you at the weekend. Cheers. Don't you know,